Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to A Few Things, where we give our greatest discoveries the podcast they deserve. I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. This show is brought to you by Of A Kind. Find out more and sign up for our newsletter at ofakind.com. Oh, and while you're there, why not order a copy of our book, Work Wife? And leave us a voicemail, 833-OF-A-KIND. We accept all sorts of voicemails. Ask us, you know, ask us for some advice. Ask us to talk about something. Tell, Tell us what you like something. and didn't like. Yeah. 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 Maybe we'll play it on the show. Who knows? Who can say? Yeah. Um, what's something you're really into on of a kind recently? I'm really excited about the jumpsuits. We we went hard at jumpsuits this season. You know why we went hard on jumpsuits? Why? Everybody who you see walking down the street is going hard at jumpsuits. That's right. And, and so we want them to have something to wear. I don't want them to be walking out there naked. Everybody's been looking if they don't for want a jumpsuit. Ex- I've been you looking. spent all summer looking for a jumpsuit. I struggled. Yeah. You know, I struggled. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I tried on the La Causa Phoenix jumpsuit. Yeah, which is the long sleeve Long sleeve one, one yep. zip front. I think the zip front maybe mm-hmm. is like the answer the for me. Yeah. Um, that I was like, oh, look, I found my jumpsuit. Yeah. Um, I think my question right now is whether I'm getting it in black or the pink. The pink is actually called cherry blossom. Mm-hmm. But, um, because, and I really like the cherry blossom. My only issue is yep. I have a sleeveless pink, a sleeveless you jumpsuit in light pink. Mm-hmm. And I want something else coming out of your getting those light pink, pink corduroy pants. Exactly. So, so I think I have to get the black jumpsuit. Sure, but the thing is that you also have way more black than you have pink in your wardrobe. No, like if I that's know. how the reasoning you're going on, I, then I think you should get the pink. <laughs> I mean, well, do what you want. Yeah. Okay, I understand. So the other jumpsuit, <laughs> I understand your thinking. I yeah. still understand mine. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other jumpsuit, the short sleeve one, is the yeah. lucky jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. We have very cute pictures of it styled with little turtlenecks under. Oh my that god. I, yeah. That, well, we have that for the long sleeved one too. Totally. Yeah. Which I'm like, oh right. I don't. I'm not very good at layering, mm-hmm. so I don't think about the ways that you might be able to layer things. No, and our stylist went hard yeah. at layering the jumpsuits, which I thought was really cute. Into it, and also showed it with boots in a way that I thought was really cute because I always think of a jumpsuit is more of like a, a flat or like a sandal yeah. thing. But yeah, um, they're 10% off with the code a few things. So go check them out. We have a whole variety of colors. They have an excellent fit. Excellent fit. Oh God, it's, it, this is a huge topic because we've been, we've been circling this on the podcast for a while now. And, oh my gosh. And 
we finally followed through on something we've long promised to do. Well, I've just been shocked by the listener engagement in this particular topic because this topic is um, a small cafe in Union, New Jersey. <laughs> is it even in Union? It, I was worried it might be Summit. Yeah. It's in New Jersey near yeah. Union. Yeah. For sure. It's called Van Gozier. It's an incredible name. <laughs> it's an incredible, incredible name. And it's, yeah. It's, if you've been listening for a while, you know that we've never been able to visit because they don't open until 1130? 1130. So it's a, our understanding was it was a coffee shop yeah. that wasn't open for the time of day when people drink coffee. Yeah. And it, it, our, our understanding, I think, has evolved. Um, well, thanks to a huge breakthrough in the investigation, which well, we weren't even looking for. Well, well, first, thanks to the fact okay. that we went. <laughs> yeah. I would say. Well, but we went and it was definitely a coffee shop. Yeah. No, okay. So, okay. So, first of all, yeah. we went. Right. Huge news. And I think let's start with, like, yeah. what what was our, like, what was our takeaway? Mm-hmm. What was our read? What, did, what were our findings if on this I was gonna, mission? If, if, you, if you didn't want to listen to a whole segment about Van Gogh's ear and you just wanted the one takeaway, I'd say it's straight out of Stars Hollow and Gilmore Girls. A hundred percent. Like someone just went to the Gilmore Girls set sale, picked up a bunch of leftover set prop, prop set, yeah. props, and just So we're talking it. sort of like… Um, we're talking sort of like hodgepodge furniture. All mismatched like, vintage furniture. Yeah, exactly. Like a pla- Claire was sitting in like a plaid, like high back chair. Mm-hmm. Um, you were probably sitting in a green velvet one, I feel. Yes, 100%. Um, it's like the stuff that was sold at like Mrs. Kim's shop mm-hmm. um, in mm-hmm. Stars Hollow. Yeah. Like, but just sort of like assorted. And then garage sale. Yes. Um, and then there's a replica Starry Night on the wall. Yeah, there's a huge Starry mural. Night mural. mural. And then right next to that, is a portrait of is is a reproduction of Van Gogh's famous self portrait with the bandage around his head. Yeah. Um. There are in addition to that is a sort of an eclectic mix of artwork. So there's a lot of sort of graffiti and street art style yeah. artwork on the wall. There's a lot of chalkboards. There's like a sign for open mic night, mm-hmm. but it and someone came in to ask about open night mic night and was. Given, like, he was not, treated poorly, frankly. Yeah, to be fair. If, we're, if I would leave that in my Yelp review, he was treated poorly he and I was, was not impressed. No, I wasn't either. Um, but like apparently open mic night is not every Tuesday. It's just the last Tuesday of the month or something like that. So don't go in on just any old Tuesday expecting there to be open mic. That's right. There's also, there's some interesting bragginess on some of the signs around when there is not a cover charge, which was interesting to me because… It implies that there's a cover charge. There's often. a cover. That's how. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Also, you could rent board games, but it was very expensive to rent <laughs> board games. And yeah. that I was surprised by. I can't remember if it was 5 or $10, but either price felt outrageous to me. I'm just looking now at my pictures. Um, so we ate lunch there. Yeah, we ate lunch. So one of one of the signs just says, free yo soul. Um, oh, and yeah. then there's just some sort of doodles around it. And then the sign with specials, the specials are in chalk, but you don't get the sense that they change they get a lot. Erased, yeah. So the first one is vegan samosas, which felt like it summed up a lot of this place for me. It just like vegan samosas were available at every coffee shop on the University of Chicago campus. Every coffee shop. Um, in like the little metal tin that mm-hmm. they'd been sitting there for too long. That's they weren't right. even going to have like a samosa-like texture by the <laughs> no. time you ate them. You could get a caprese salad for $14, a matcha ice latte for $5, a choco chip milkshake for $7, and a spicy grapefruit spritzer for $4, which is interesting in terms pricing. of the pricing. Yeah. But I think that gives you an, a sense of how eclectic and wide-ranging their offering is. Yeah. 
We both had the curry chickpea salad. Mm-hmm. I had mine with shrimp. I also had mine with shrimp. I originally ordered it with chicken, but then I second guessed whether or not it was going to be rubbery or not. Yeah, totally. Um, so um, then, I but the, but the yeah. quality of the shrimp we could we could apparently trust. Yeah, we both um, had to ask for extra dressing. We on did. The side. We did. Um, so there were other people eating lunch when we were there, mostly pairs of women. And that we left with a sort of a basic understanding of of what this Van Gogh's ear was. But then, here's where it gets here's interesting. the breakthrough. Um, every time a new intern joins Team of a Kind, he or she introduces herself at a team meeting. And we recently had a new intern start. We asked her where she was from, and she casually said New Jersey, as if like that might not have relevance to anybody in the room. And then it took a little bit of like tugging at that. Well, string. she went like. There were like two beats. Yeah. And she was like, I saw on your social media that you yeah. went to Van Gogh's ear recently. And we were like, wait, what? Why aren't you? Way to bury the lead. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, my boyfriend and I go there all the time. It's like the only place in town that's open past like 7 p.m. And they know her order there. It's a cookie tart. and some- Which is a skillet cookie. Yeah. We've confirmed mm-hmm. it's, you know, yep. you know what a skillet cookie is. Yeah. We talked about that multiple mm-hmm. times here. It's the cookie that you bake in the pan and yeah. top with ice cream, and it is glorious. Sounds like a great order to me. Oh, my gosh. Um, there's something else, but I lost the note where I wrote it down, unfortunately. Um, we'll but, never get that back. I know. I'm pretty upset about it. But I think Natalie's uh, rundown of how the use case for mm-hmm. Van Gogh's ear yeah. for her and her boyfriend, that really helped me. Um, they play games. They play games. Yeah. They hang out. It's like it's available and open. Be- being open seems like a core <laughs> component, um, which which yeah. is interesting because for us actually yeah. that's why we hadn't ever been. That's because actually it wasn't so right. Open. Well, we're on pretty different schedules than Natalie. Totally. I also suspect that perhaps young Natalie is not of legal drinking age, and yeah, that I, may I be think, I think part so. of why she ends up there. I also forgot to mention that the whole time we were there, the only music that played was Feist and she and him. Um, which should also lend some sort of shape to, to this, 100%. to your understanding of this cafe. Um, did you have one of these kind of cafes in Delaware? Was there something yes. that, yeah, what it's, it's called? called Ruhaha. Ruhaha? Yeah. Okay. And, what, and what was their deal, their vibe? Um, well, they're now, it's not like a chain, but it's like, there are now many locations of it throughout Wilmington. At any given time, two or three of your friends were always working there. They had really decent sandwiches. It was like, I don't want to say it was like cooler than Van Gogh's ear, but it was a little bit cooler than Van Gogh's ear, at least as perceived by you at that age. Yeah, and even to this day, they're okay. still around. Okay. Um, and like maybe occasionally they have live music. A lot of their drinks are have way too many ingredients in them, but like some of them have cute Delaware puns involved yeah. in them. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I have love for Bruhaha. Yeah, yeah. Um, in Peoria, we had One World Coffee Shop, One World mm. Cafe. Um, One World Cafe is like a classic Philadelphia, um, like, live music institution. Oh. uh, Well, this wasn't. um, (laughs) This wasn't. So this was like, this would, I think that they would probably tell you that their food was eclectic Mm -hmm. in like a 90s, like, eclectic way. They made their, they made, make their own hummus, which in Peoria in 1996 or whatever, you know, was like truly something, um, something to remark upon. Mm -hmm. They definitely had very elaborate desserts topped with like fudge and Oreo and like, you Mm -hmm. know, all of those things. Um, And it's like right on the Bradley University campus or like right on the right, like Mm -hmm. right off the campus. Um, So when you would go in high school, you would feel like a little cool because you were totally going to this place. Um, My friend Pat used to go a lot and I like recall going with him a couple of times. And like he definitely like had older friends and Mm, stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway. 
Um, well, you know, I hope that you're all satisfied with our investigative reporting on Van Gogh's ear. And if you are not, we invite you to go to yourself. Just don't try to visit before 1130 a.m. 100%. Maybe you'll see Rory Gilmore in Paris there. <laughs> I so I feel like they'll be studying for something Definitely. for one of these days. Definitely. <laughs> Uh, okay. Now on to the real topic. I know you guys thought you came here for Van Gogh's ear, but this is an Stay episode. For the rest. We recently solicited, uh, like basically listener requests, expecting people to tell us, you know, specific things they wanted us to talk about. But instead they were like, we just like when you talk about things you like. Um, that was the overwhelming feedback we got. So we're just here chatting. With, we're here with another episode of things we can't put in 10 things, which That's is right. when we talk about things that we you feel might already know about. about that. Yeah. Most people already know about. <laughs> Um, or that, yeah, or that not feel that, like that feel like not not newsworthy, not newsworthy, <laughs> yeah. not newsworthy. Yeah. Yep. Um. Okay. So one of the things that I've been doing mm-hmm. recently that I sort of thought everybody knew about, but yeah. apparently people don't because whenever yeah. I tell people, they're like, "Wait, you wait, you can yeah. do that, or you do that, or uh-huh. it works." Um. The on the uh, restaurant booking app, Resi. Yep. Recently acquired by American Express. Recently acquired by American <laughs> Express. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who that was an ad for or like who's – Just like to show off my tech crunch knowledge. Oh, my God. You've yeah. really been reading the yeah. newsletters. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so Resi – on Resi, when you, when you go to make a reservation, if a reservation isn't available during a time slot or at a restaurant mm-hmm. at all, you can click notify me. Yeah. Um, and you can set a window for mm-hmm. when you would want a reservation and it will email you if the reservation like opens up or and send, send you, you a, a push alert. Push alert. Exactly. Um, I didn't do this for a long time. God knows why. Just didn't seem like, like the answer to the yeah. question. And then I started doing it and I was like, oh, this is amazing. And it means you can get into restaurants all the time that you couldn't yeah. otherwise get into because duh, people cancel reservations all the goddamn time. Um, it's definitely one of their best features. Yeah. And just, it's just like, you're like, what? And especially if you're trying to make dinner reservations for a Friday night Mm -hmm. and it's like a Wednesday, you're like, there's nowhere to go. There's nothing to do. You just set up three resi notifications. You'll get something. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's wonderful. Wonderful. Um, I would like to talk about the outstanding film, Crazy Stupid Love. Outstanding. You walked into the office one day (laughs) in 2019 (laughs) and were like, ladies and gentlemen, have you seen Crazy Stupid Love? It is dynamic. It is wonderful. For some reason, Chris went on a rom-com like streak lately. I don't what know why. What else has he been watching? I can't even remember. But it was, actually, it wasn't even necessarily rom-coms. It was just like old movies that he felt like he wanted to see. If Crazy Stupid Love is being qualifi- qualifying as an old movie now. I don't even know. Me, it was, okay. right. I feel bad because he's not here to defend himself or yeah. to clarify. Um, yeah. But he was like, someone brought up recently that this was a pretty good movie. Let's watch it. And for some reason, I had it in my head that it was sad because I feel like most movies that Steve Carell is in that are supposed to be comedies are actually sad. Like 40 Year Virgin is devastating. Your sense of of what movies are and are not sad is really really remarkable. That's true. That's true. I don't think most people, I mean, Steve Carell has been in some like objectively sad films. Well, that one about his son being a drug addict, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah, Well, you were never going to see that. There was 0% chance. But 40 Year Old Virgin is sad. No, I understand the point and you're making. Honestly, his character in Crazy Stupid Love is pr- pretty sad. I mean, it all turns out. How okay do you feel about him. him in the office? Is it sad? Is he sad? There are some sad okay. moments in the office. I mean, I have nothing but love for the office. But any at any rate, Crazy Stupid Love, nobody told me, is actually like a classic rom-com. And yeah. excellent. It is excellent. It has everything you could ever want. Um, including well, Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone, who, you know, it, and that was their first time together on screen. And the the dynamic there is wonderful. And then Julianne Moore, who we never get to really see in, in that kind of roles, role. Yeah. No. 
wonderful. Um, I loved it so much. I did that thing that I do where then I like Google it for several hours afterwards as if there's like bonus content that I can consume. Turns out there was because Entertainment Weekly, which exists solely for this purpose of getting like so many DVD extras, had on like, I don't know, the five or 10 year anniversary of this film. Oral history. Yeah, it did. It wasn't a full oral history, but like interviewed the, maybe the screenwriter and the director. And the most memorable thing that was revealed in that was that the scene where Ryan Gosling uh, does the dirty dancing lift Lift. with Emma Stone was straight out of Ryan Gosling's real life. Like he came up with that idea because he did do that to pick up girls. Embarrassing. Wonderful. Also, the other thing was that Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone basically fully improvised the bedroom scene where they fall in love, where they're like up all night. Um, just falling in love together. And I have goosebumps. I think it's such a good film. It's 100% feel good. Like You keep saying film, which is interesting. <laughs> I think most people would say movie yeah. in the case of this project. I know, but I just want to- Or Ryan Gosling it. vehicle, perhaps. It, it, totally. Um, you you, you so are actively trying to elevate it. No, he's that's so obvious. He's so good in it. Um, his abs basically look Photoshopped on, and, and he also did work really hard for that body. He talks about that in the <laughs> Entertainment Weekly thing, and it was like- <laughs> So much effort went into it. Wait, one more time. You just said, and he actually did work really hard for that body. That's what you said? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's what it said in the Entertainment Weekly thing. No, I. Um, it's not that I'm questioning whether or not he did. I just really love the buy-in. You know? Like, I just had no idea that it was such a feel-good film, and I highly recommend it if so, you haven't seen it. It turns out that movie came out in 2011. Okay. And the reason why you're like, no one told me is because you weren't watching any movies no or consuming then. anything yeah. that wasn't related to Of A Kind. In- extremely true. I think maybe there's something to do with like going back about the- and looking at the highest grossing films in 2010, <laughs> 2011, and 2012. I bet there are some hidden gems in there for you. You are absolutely right. I do have big gaps. I was thinking recently about these big gaps I have in my pop culture knowledge, like some having to do with periods of time where my parents would just like not let us watch TV so right. we didn't have one. And now, and you're right that that period of time when we started of a kind and we were both just too consumed yeah. with it to do anything is a major gap in my pulp. Well, maybe 2020 knowledge. can be your like 10 year anniversary of 2010. You, maybe Definitely. you know what I mean. Like each yeah. year, you can take a different, yeah, take a different <laughs> <laughs> list. I'll, I'll Instagram about it. Yeah, I'll, please. I was gonna say I'll blog about it, but who does that in 2020? Well, that could be part of the process too. <laughs> going yeah. to whatever blogging platform was popular in 2010 and Tumblr. sharing your content there. Yeah, yeah. Tumble it. Yeah, yeah, that's I right. That's right. Tumble yeah. it. Thank you so much to Four Sigmatic for sponsoring today's episode. I'm so excited to have them on board. I feel like you discovered this brand really early on and have been following them for a while. You know what? I'm going to pat myself on the back. I think so. Yeah, I think so. And all of a sudden, mushrooms are everywhere in the beauty world and wellness world. I oh just my gosh. Like, I put a mushroom a potion on my face a lot of days. I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah. They're, they, they're just that thing that everybody's like, ooh, the mysterious mushroom. It's the key to everything. Well, it's because we don't really understand them, which yeah. is a whole… That's, <laughs> we know that they're magic. That's about That's all, all we know. Well, Four Sigmatic is a natural superfood company that specializes in mushroom-based drinks that benefit your immunity, energy, and longevity. Right now, we're really excited about their mushroom coffee with Lion's Mane. Lion's Mane mushrooms have actually long been used by Buddhist monks to help with focus during meditation and can help promote productivity and focus. And I'm sorry, like, who else are you going to trust if not the Buddhist monks, right? Oh, my gosh. And something called Lion's Mane. Doesn't Mm -hmm. that just sound tough, fierce, powerful? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's made with 100% organic Arabica coffee beans. A cup of this blend tastes exactly like your classic morning cup of coffee. It doesn't taste mushroomy at all, and it doesn't give you that jittery feeling that you often get from coffee. It's a delicious, easy way to get balanced stimulation and even comes in single-serving packets you can mix up on the go. May as well just keep an extra one in your purse in case of emergency, you know? To get 15% off your next order, go to foursigmatic.com backslash a few things and use the code a few things. That's 15% off at foursigmatic.com backslash a few things with the code a few things. Try out the Lion's Mane Mushroom Potion. Try out all of their other stuff. They have a hot cocoa mix that I can vouch for personally is delicious. And all of this stuff has the sort of magic immunity and energy and longevity boosting qualities that mushrooms magically give us. Oh my gosh, you're going to be so into it. Give it a shot. Yeah, that 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 hot cocoa one, I feel like mm. that is what we are heading into the season of It's right also now. a very cute stocking stuffer as Erica proved. I proved years ago. Yeah, years, years ago. ago. <laughs> Raspberry ice cream mm-hmm. um, is something that I felt really strongly about this summer and TBQH did not consume nearly enough of mm-hmm. considering. So we had raspberry ice cream at a dinner that was actually not that great no. with friends. Um, and it was far and away the highlight of the meal. And I was like, why am I not consuming more of this? It was yeah. like peak summer. And it, and I think I always associate Raspberry, like I always think of raspberry in like sorbet, yeah, which I'm yeah. just not a sorbet person. Me, I like a neither. popsicle, but I don't really like sorbet. And then the realization that I could have something creamy and cold and rich, but also fruity and tart that has more tartness than yeah. you get with strawberry ice cream was a bit of a revelation. Well, and then we had a really good raspberry. We had, well, I had two kinds of raspberry ice creams at um, Blue Marble. Blue Marble. They had a chocolate raspberry one, which is my all time favorite fruit and chocolate combo. Yeah. And I can't I remember. Had, do you like fruit and chocolate? Well, you know, I don't really like chocolate that right, much, okay. but I had, but what I had there was the raspberry with chocolate chunks. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that way where like the chocolate is like a supporting, supporting character, yep. I, I do like it a lot. That was, and I like, now I'm like, I need to make my way to Blue Marble more. Is this a regular flavor? Like yep. how do I consume this? You know what you, what you need to do also as a raspberry ice cream fan is, um, seek out graters. So graters is the Cincinnati ice cream spot that like everyone from Cincinnati feels very passionately about. And now I do think it's distributed nationally at certain, probably like through Whole Foods or something. And they're known for their black raspberry chip. And that's like the thing for Cincinnati people is like graters, ice cream, black raspberry chip. And, um, it's also, God knows why I'm storing this piece of trivia in my brain, but Sarah Jessica Parker, who is a Cincinnati native, it's her favorite flavor of graders. I also think it might have been like an Oprah's favorite things or something at some point. This is a remarkable amount of knowledge and content that you have about this ice it this all particular just, ice cream flavor. It, it really all just, just bubbled to, to the me. surface. Yeah, we've yeah. been talking about raspberry ice cream for a couple of months. I was like, months, you've never told me this. No, it all just came to me. I was like, I mean, I dated a guy who lived in Cincinnati. My, okay, you're my right. college roommate is from Cincinnati. Right, right, right. Um, you do know more about friend. Cincinnati yeah. than you let on. I know a lot. I know way yeah, too much yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. Maybe I'll I'll try to find I'll source some for you. <sighs> yeah, I'm interested in this. Um, okay, another thing I have. I don't have that much to say about it, but it's silk pajamas. Chris got me a really cute pair for I think it was my our anniversary, and he got them monogrammed. And I was where like, did he get them from? Um, he got them from Equipment. Oh, yeah, they're really oh. wonderful. So are they? They're like describe them to me. So they're just a classic pajama. So if you think of the classic, um. Like men's, men's women's shirt. style. Yeah, yeah. yeah, men's shirting. Exactly. Yeah. Like wide leg. Um, 
they are white with navy blue piping mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. in cursive, my initials C-E-M on the pocket, mm-hmm, on the breast mm-hmm, pocket. Mm-hmm. And they're really, really beautiful. And then also they came in a pouch, in a silk pouch, and that's monogrammed with CEM too. It's a very sweet gift. And they're really cute pajamas, but I was astounded when I put them on at what a wonderful feeling it was. Really? And I've never bought silk pajamas because it seems, well, A, they're expensive, and B, it seems kind of ridiculous. Are you really yeah. going to dry clean your pajamas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they get wrinkled so yeah. easily. But it is such a wonderful experience to wear them. I was like, oh, totally worth it. And now I like save them for special occasions where Do I just like- you get them dirty? Yeah. And in fact, yeah. like Cam has spit up on them. Okay, but then I'm but just like, I, like they're a, they're a special occasion thing. Like I, what would I compare it to? Like, I don't know, like making yourself a hot fudge sundae. Like you're yeah. not going to yeah, do yeah, it every yeah. night, but like Saturday night you're at home. Why not? And it made me be like, do I need to try silk sheets, silk pillowcases? Like, this this is fantastic. This does feel like the way that you would go with this. <laughs> yes, yes. What? Let's pile this on. Yeah, Let's, no, yeah. It just feels so good on your body. Like, it's just a great feel. Um, I've been tempted for quite some time um, by Balunia. Oh, yes. Um, and they have they the have washable, washable silk. Um, and there is this little tank and short set that I've been very into that like shorts have this little like wrap front and yep. back. I don't know. They're very cute. Um, that I would be interested in someone buying me as a gift. Go, um, I, I noted. Yeah. Noted. Or, you know, feel <laughs> yeah. free to pass that along to anybody who, yeah, can't who pull it off gifts. themselves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I fully endorse it. I have never really gotten it. I know that silk pillowcases are having a big moment and that I could benefit from their purported um, powers, which is basically to... They, your hair doesn't break as much and it's supposed to cut down on frizz. So it's not really meant to be a comfort thing. It's like, well, and it also doesn't thing. pull on your skin. That's so right. if you're a side yeah. sleeper like me, that's probably Better a good wrinkles. thing. Cause like, well, or at least it's like half your face isn't pressed against a pillowcase that's pulling on it right. all night. Slip makes ones um, right. that I got for my mom last year. Um, so the reason I've never gotten into them is because I'm like, it's going to look weird on my bed. No, I understand. When everything else is yeah. matching and that'll kind of bother me. But yeah. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Um, to stay on this uh, bedtime train mm-hmm. for a second, um, I read somewhere on the internet about uh, an iPhone setting that I didn't know existed. And I feel like there are just so many like iOS updates. And I, yes. I don't read about the iOS updates or what it's doing with my phone. I just get the pop-up 14 times. And I'm like, fine, like, fine. Yes, upgrade it. I don't know. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of these iOS upgrades included um, a setting in your clock called bedtime. Okay. Um, okay. So you go in your phone. Mm-hmm. and She's doing it right yeah, now. I, I know want to show you. Okay. Yeah. So it's like world clock alarm and then it says bedtime. And you can set when you want your bedtime to be okay. and when you want to wake up. And this assumes that you're pretty much on like a regular schedule mm-hmm. or it's like trying to get you on a regular schedule. Um, and so it's like setting a sort of sleep time. I'm sure they're much more complicated things, but you can do with it. And like you can be tracking your sleep more aggressively or mm-hmm. like how good your sleep is. But for me, the only appeal is there are two things that are appealing. One, I don't have to set my alarm every night. It's like automatically set yeah. for the right time. Um, and well, it, that you can do in the alarms. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I like it. You can set this on like weekdays and like okay. whatever. Yeah. Um, and it, when it wakes you up. Little, there's this little pop-up screen that's like, good morning. Like, this is the weather right now, which is oh, just like a nice, because that, is, that nice. is sort of the first thing that I yeah. want to know. So I like that little, ex- like that that little nice. experience. Yeah. Um, and then when it's, it gives you a heads up that it's 30 minutes before bedtime, mm. it gives you like a pop-up notification. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it hits the time that you've established to be your bedtime, it blocks notifications from 
popping up. That is nice. Yeah. That is nice. Um, and you can still click in and yeah, like you can still like putz around, yeah. but like on your lock screen, it's yeah. not showing you anything. It's like, hey, guess what? You're, it's bedtime. That is good. Um, It's a very effortless yeah. way of doing Way to do yeah. it. Would, yeah. Yeah. Things that you could manually do, but yeah. wouldn't. Yeah. Thomas is definitely like, why are we, like, why are you doing this? This is like right. so like, oh my God, like stop. <laughs> I, I like that. I, it, part, mm, yeah. two things. One, when we were putting together the script for this or the notes for this episode and you put iPhone bedtime on and I said, what's that? And you said, I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to tell because we do sometimes sort of ruin the effect. Yeah. Yeah. Because we tell each other the stories beforehand. You thought this was going to be better. Not better (laughs) per se, but I did imagine I was like, Eric and Thomas are definitely doing some goony thing where they're like, it's iPhone bedtime and they put their iPhones to bed and they're like, oh, which well, felt Thomas- like something you guys would do where it's like, and I was like, oh, I wish I could get Chris to do something like that. But in my head, I'm imagining that you've instituted a house rule that's like, it's iPhone bedtime. We're putting our phones in this drawer. Good night, iPhones. Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> Thomas never looks at his phone. I know, I know. And like, even when I want him to be looking at his phone, mm-hmm. so he doesn't need any of right. these rules or tools. Like, I need my phone to tell me, no, we're done. Yeah. We're done playing for the day. <laughs> um, <laughs> he doesn't need that at all. Yeah. I He'll yeah. be like on his way home and I'll be like, can you pick up this thing? And then I'll call him and then I'll get right. nothing. And then he'll get home and then he'll be like, oh, I'll go back out and get it. And I'm like, why can you, If maybe if you even just looked at your phone. Yeah. Was Thomas open to an, oh, an Apple watch? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Didn't think so. Okay. <laughs> just saying it might, you no. know. Um, That's a hard no. The other thing I was going to say about this that somewhat relates to that is that a lot of these iPhone features have started to be lost on me because I've had like whatever the equivalent of alarm fatigue is, I guess it's like alert fatigue. Like I've just stopped, I stopped paying attention to them. I get so many pop-ups and it's like, it's you, you're like past your social media limit, but it considers my to-do list social media for, and I haven't changed that setting. So then I I just end up ignoring all of them. This though is a little different because I do think not having the alerts would be wonderful. And I don't have the energy to just put it in do not disturb. That's the thing. And there were a lot of times where I was like going to bed and there'd be a group text Mm -hmm. or something kind of blowing up. And I, there's like, if I hear that beep or like whatever, I cannot for whatever reason, not look at it. Same. Um, and so this, at least I just see it in the morning. Like like it's definitely not pressing. You know what? I want to talk about yogurt. Yeah. (laughs) Let's. We're two white ladies on a podcast. Why not talk about yogurt? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, so it's interesting. I am, I like Greek yogurt, like about as much as the next person, not necessarily more, not necessarily less, but honestly, I think the two main Greek yogurts on the scene are just too effing thick and too sour. And that's my favorite things about them. I know. Yeah. And I like buy into Greek yogurt primarily for the fact that I think that the Greek yogurts that are available at the supermarket are better than the sort of like non, like I, I yeah. think Chobani and Faye are just better yogurt brands than Dannon or something. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And Dannon probably owns one of them or both of them at this point, but that's point why made. I've been buying them. Yeah. Um, what I really get excited about, and again, I'm sorry for how this is going to sound, but but is the yogurt in Europe. Like when you, <laughs> I'm sorry. I said so I'm went, sorry. So we went from being two white ladies <laughs> talking about yogurt to being two white ladies talking about European yogurt. And I said, I'm sorry. (laughs) And I'll say it as many times as I need to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Two places specifically, France. And then when we were in Portugal, the yogurt was freaking outstanding. I agree with that. Outstanding. I agree with that. And it's never 
thick and chunky, like yeah. the like the Greek yogurts on the market here. It's definitely a lot like more liquidy. It's also just not that sour. You like a like liquid yogurt. I it, it, yes, and I don't like it to be watery. I think that's no. gross. But I like a certain amount of viscosity, and mm-hmm. I have discovered that the Maple Hill cream on top plain yogurt is yeah. the closest I feel you can get to that feeling of being at a really cute Airbnb or B&B in Portugal and being served like delicious homemade yogurt. It So I recommend the Maple Hill Creamery Greek yogurt because it's a very thin Greek. Like it's, oh, com- it, it's a much less, it's it's not like sculptural the way Faya is. Yeah. Like it, there's actually some movement to it. You don't mound it. it. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, however, I didn't realize they made a Greek yogurt for It's very reason. hard to find. I found it at random, you know, uh, again, in keeping in theme with this terrible segment. I found it at Italy. Um, and I've seen it a couple of other places and that I'm sure are also equally bougie. But I do think they're plain, while a little runnier than I'd like it to be, is still delicious. It's cream on top, so you have to stir it. But I've it's had also, that one with you before. Yeah, it, yeah, I think it's delicious. And it's not it's I not do too like sour. Cream on t- if I'm going to yeah. have a regular yogurt, yeah. I like cream on top. It's good and it makes it not so sour. And I just think it's delicious. And I don't know, I endorse it. Um, in my house, we've been having two yogurts recently. Oh, tell me. Um, so we've been having like a Faya yogurt, but mm-hmm. then the other one we've been having, which Thomas has started to buy, um, is Siggy's Touch of Honey yogurt. Oh, okay. So um, Siggy's is crazy sour. I've never tried the Touch of Honey. So that, so Siggy's is crazy sour yeah. and the Touch of Honey is not crazy sour. Okay. And when he brought it home, I was like, what are you doing buying like sweetened yogurt? Yeah, or like we can put honey too. in things. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. And then I did look at the ingredients and the ingredients are like milk and honey. Like okay. it was like, oh, this isn't like, it's not like honey flavoring. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like actual honey and it isn't sweet. It's just like, it takes the edge off. And I think it's like, especially good. Um, like there, that, like that cake you make that almond orange cake. Yes. That, the, the Claudia Rodin orange cake. Yeah. Yeah. That would be delicious with this touch of honey yogurt. Cause it's like that yogurty flavor with just like a little bit less edge. This reminds me, I discovered an outstanding creamery last time we were in LA. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> huh? Keep going. Move on. Okay. Yep. So we were at John and Vinny's and they had soft serve on the menu and it explicitly announced itself as Strauss Family Creamery Soft Serve. And it was really delicious. And I thought nothing of it until we went to Vicente Foods, my favorite grocery store as discussed on oh this my podcast. Gosh. And they had Strauss Family Yogurt. And I was like, I'll try this. And the yogurt was fantastic. It's a creamer. It's a family-owned creamery in Petaluma, California. And it's not like the yogurt wasn't like super expensive or anything. Yeah. I've never seen it here, but they I, might not ship to us. Probably yet. They not. Might. Yeah. 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 Um, I also endorse that plain yogurt. Very delicious. And apparently they're soft serve, which I don't know where else you can get that. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. I like a tart soft serve. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, okay. My other my other call out is a food call out. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Banana peppers. Delicious. So, you know, we obviously a great use case of banana peppers is on a Domino's gluten-free pizza with, uh, pineapple. with pineapple. I mean, that is the dream. You know, um, I give you credit for a lot of things, but coming up with that recipe. That order. Yeah. yeah. That recipe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you that wrote, recipe you wrote a beautiful recipe. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. We first tried it when we missed a flight due to like back-to-back car Tunnel crashes traffic. on the Lincoln Tunnel. <laughs> And like there was one at the entrance to Lincoln Tunnel and one at the exit. We missed a flight. We spent our night in a double tree that we got on Hotel Tonight and ordered 
Domino's gluten-free pizza with banana peppers. And it was all sort of worth it. Pineapple. Yeah. Oh, it was delicious. Yeah. 100% worth it. Um, So I know I like banana peppers, of course, but and I have them in my fridge and I just don't always think to use them. And this summer I have thought to use them. Good for you. Um, I, at some point, like chopped them up and put them in a salad dressing, which Mm -hmm. was delicious. Mm -hmm. But the use case that I'm most proud of is I've been making toast with a little bit of mayo and scrambled egg on top Mm -hmm. and then put banana peppers on top of that. That sounds great. Is this a breakfast treat? Breakfast, but could very easily be dinner with a nice little side salad or whatever. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Sounds great. And it takes something that's like very plain and simple Mm -hmm. and just gives it a little bit of like, yeah, snap. Um, One of Chris's favorite snacks, and I can't really explain it. And it, honestly, the more I think about it, it sounds like a pregnant woman snack, but he thinks banana peppers and almonds are like a great combo, combination, which I get like it kind of is. It makes the almonds a little sweeter. How does, of. does he mix them together? No, I think he he's puts just eating them, both them side in by little side. Bowls. Yeah. Okay. Side by side. Um, and it is, it is a good snack. It's just kind of a weird one. Yeah, totally. Um, totally. Banana totally. peppers are truly a delicious ingredient and underappreciated condiment. A bit more. Agreed. Yeah. Um, my last thing as a white lady doing a podcast is journaling. Yeah. (laughs) And I have been journaling. I randomly started it, not like intentionally, but right after Cam was born. And I have this five-year journal that we got in some free, I don't know, like a gift bag or something. And the if you're not familiar, the premise of a five-year journal is that there's only about four or five lines for you to write. And there's, and you start it you, if you're start, if you're, you started this journal on July 5th, you just open to the middle of the book and there's a day for July 5th and you write in the year. So 2019, and that's the top five sections, but then there's four sections underneath so that in theory next year on July 5th, 2020, I'll write on that same page, but I'll be able to look back and see what I was doing on July 5th, 2019. This is the journaling concept that has appealed to me. Most of all Mm -hmm. journaling concepts doesn't mean I do it, but I did, I had this thing forever and I didn't do it. And it, I mean, it's very low pressure because there's only four or five lines. And to be honest, most of the time I do it, I end up taking up more lines than are given to me. But I think the reason I started is because, you know, I'm only going to write a little bit. And I just, I haven't journaled since I was a kid, at least not consistently. And I started doing it and have randomly been just picking it up. I'm not, I don't do it every single day, but I've been doing it sort of regularly. And it's really nice to go back and look at how far I've come since Cam was born specifically, because I think pretty much since Cam has been born, I felt like, wow, I'm fine. And I'm like better than I thought I would be. And I'm like, okay. And it's not that I haven't been okay, but it is helpful to look and be like, Oh, well, I wasn't dealing as with okay it. Exactly. as I thought I was. Ugh. Exactly. It just, it, the amount of perspective it grants is incredible. And like, I don't know, I'm not going to say anything new or revelatory about journaling that hasn't been said, but I, the, that's been the key takeaway for me is to look and see the progress or in some cases, the lack of progress. Like one of the things that really struck me was how often and for how long I'd been complaining about not feeling comfortable in my body after yeah. having cam and being like, Wow, I wouldn't name I wouldn't have named this as a primary ongoing issue preoccupation. For me. Yeah, yeah, but I can see that clearly it has been. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like just even being able to recognize that has been so helpful. And so I just endorse it. And I especially endorse this five year uh 
format. Well, I also do think the five-year format's really interesting, especially for people going through major life changes, mm-hmm. whether it's like having a baby or graduating from college or moving to a new city or like yeah. whatever it is. And I, a few years ago, I bought five-year journals as like a Mother's Day gift mm, because I do smart. think there are there are all these things you want to capture about this like moment of newness but that you're not going to sit down and write no. like pages yeah. about like when do you when do you have time to do that oh um, absolutely yeah I do that that was very wise of you I do think that that has just been such a big piece of it for me is like wanting to remember these specific things that um like I now that you've said that the thing that I specifically remember why now why I started it which was that my mom stayed with me for the first two weeks after Cam was yeah. born. She came up. Both my parents came up when he was born, but my mom stayed for a full two weeks. And right before she left, we were like sitting down and she said, she basically just told me how proud she was of me and that she thought I was a re- you know, a really good mother and she was so proud of me and all this stuff. And it was really meaningful. And I was like, I want to remember this. And that was the reason I started to just like write that down to always remember that that thing happened. And it was a moment. And yeah, I, I do think marking that change and having those memories will will just be so helpful to have them written down. Um, I told you recently, this is like a much, I feel like lighter and uh, mo- uh, less um, like moving or like uh, reflective experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I started doing like the smallest amount of gratitude journaling Um and I'm like so embarrassed by those <laughs> words. And like, it's so good. I, I know, but just the, yeah. the like term gratitude journal. Yeah. So I started a note in my phone and it's called GJ because I can't <laughs> even God type forbid, or like find s- this when you die. Or Claire, not <laughs> even like, I can't even open the thing and see the words gratitude journal myself and mm-hmm. not be like, oh, gross. <laughs> so most days of the week, I just, at the top of the document, write the date and then list five things that I'm grateful for. Um, And I typically do it on the walk to work or Mm -hmm. something where it's like sort of top of the day and it's like, okay, like what happened yesterday or what, whatever. And they're usually like one or two word things and it might be like that the sun is finally fucking out or whatever. Um, But it has just been a nice thing. It's a great exercise. Yeah. And it's just been like a nice thing to remind myself like of the things that do make me happy, yes. which is sometimes I think hard to like even even to notice those trends. It's that same thing of you being like, I realized this was a preoccupation mm-hmm. of me being like, oh, that like doing that thing is satisfying or does mm-hmm. make me happier. You know, these are the things that drive me. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I have been also trying to incorporate that into the practice of journaling. It's just like make sure like list three things at the end of of this entry of just things that are going right if everything in this entry feels kind of down. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Journaling. Yogurt. Journaling. Welcome mm. to our podcast. Silk <laughs> pajamas. That's mm. right. Restru- restaurant reservations. <laughs> All the things. Okay. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's the show. <laughs> this has been a production of Dear Media. You can listen to us wherever podcasts are found, like Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify. Leave us reviews. We love them. Follow us at Of A Kind on Instagram and Twitter and like our Facebook page. If you have ideas or requests for the show, email them to a few things at ofakind.com. To advertise on our podcast, that's advertising at ofakind.com. Our intro music, Butterfield East, is written and performed by the Soulful Saints. 